Welcome to episode two of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, author of the What When Wine Diet, Paleo and Intermittent Fasting for Health and Weight Loss. And I'm here with my co-host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay, Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and jenstevens.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice or treatment. So, pour yourself a cup of black coffee, a mug of tea, or even a glass of wine, if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. One more thing before we jump in. Did you know that common ingredients found in skincare and makeup products can actually disrupt your endocrine system? These endocrine disruptors are a silent threat that can have significant impact on your health, including something that is very important to me, fertility. Your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it matters. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that interfere with the natural hormonal communication in the body. It also matters during pregnancy. And that's one of the reasons I pay close attention to what I put on my skin while being pregnant. Studies have shown that exposure to endocrine disruptors can affect both male and female fertility. For women, these disruptors can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, ovulation issues, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. In men, they can reduce sperm quality and quantity, making it even more challenging to conceive. But it's not just about fertility. When it comes to fat loss, one of the reasons that endocrine disruptors can get in the way of fat loss is because a lot of our toxins are actually stored in our fat. It's a way that our bodies protect us from those toxins. These toxic compounds can even work synergistically, amplifying their harmful effects and making it that much harder to shed unwanted body fat. All of these reasons are why I am obsessed with a company called Beauty Counter. The founder actually started the company when she learned about the potential dangers of toxic chemicals and their link to health issues, specifically miscarriages and infertility. While pregnant, I make sure to only use Beauty Counter products. It's one of the only makeup lines that is officially recommended from the Environmental Working Group. What really sets Beauty Counter apart is their unwavering commitment to protecting us, the consumers, from the hidden dangers that lurk in conventional beauty products. Beauty Counter goes above and beyond, rigorously screening every single ingredient that goes into their products, ensuring that they are safe, clean, and free from harmful toxins. They're not just a beauty brand, they're a movement for change, advocating for stronger regulations in the beauty industry. With Beauty Counter, I know that I can trust that the skincare and makeup that I use are not only effective, but also safe for me and my family. They have skincare lines for every skin type, as well as so many other incredible products. I absolutely love their overnight resurfacing peel. It's my favorite way to get anti-aging benefits in a skincare product. The makeup is absolutely amazing. I have tried alternative beauty products in the past and none of them truly performed. But with Beauty Counter, the foundation is so amazing. It makes me feel like my skin can breathe and it looks so dewy and beautiful. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. 
New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off their first order. Beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, and welcome to episode two of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Jen Stevens. Hello. And so we just started this podcast about intermittent fasting. Um, Last week, you can check out our first episode, and we told our own personal stories of how we came to intermittent fasting. Uh, Basically, intermittent fasting is a pattern of eating where you change when you eat rather than necessarily what you eat. Um, It's absolutely amazing for weight loss, uh, weight maintenance, health in general. It's just it can, it changed our lives and it absolutely literally change your life. And that's why we're starting this podcast to talk more about intermittent fasting, answer questions, and just really spread the word out there. Speaking of listener questions, we've been getting, it's really exciting. We've, we've been getting really great listener questions from you guys. Um, so keep them coming and we're actually going to answer a few of them on this, this podcast today. Um, but yeah, so for today's episode though, how we're going to start is we're going to actually talk a little bit in more detail about how to actually do intermittent fasting, which is, I guess, important. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And there's so many ways you can do it too. There's not just one way everybody has to do it, which is the beauty of it. Like Jen and I both do a one meal a day approach, which we're going to talk about, but there's actually quite a few different methods that you can try. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so we'll just start with that. Uh, So basically, well, first of all, like I just, and I just said this before, but with intermittent fasting, basically what you're doing is um, you, do, you don't have to change what you eat at all. You don't have to calorie count. Uh, you don't have to do any of that like crazy diety fad mindset stuff. All you're doing is you're changing the hours that you eat each day. That's really it. You're changing when you eat. And so basically, I can just tell you briefly the science of why that works. Basically, it's because... Um, about 12 hours or so after your last meal, your body realizes that you're not getting food from <laughs> from eating, and it starts making metabolic changes that instigate a fat-burning state. So basically, your body deals. Yeah. It's made to deal. Like, wait, 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 though. You don't pass out? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you don't faint? You, don't, you what? <laughs> um, yeah, you're actually, I mean, if you think about it, the word break, 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 I can't even say it. The word breakfast is break fast because you're fasting every night when you're sleeping, or at least most people I, are. We hope so, right? We do. <laughs> um, so you you can already you're, you're already fasting. Um, yeah. So basically, all you're doing is just you're just elongating that window um, because around 12 hours or so, your body actually starts upregulating hormones and different things in your body to burn fat, and so you you start getting energy from yourself all that fat that you've been like wanting to burn, it actually unlocks and your body starts willingly and effortlessly uh, using it. And because of that, because you now have energy um, from yourself, you're not hungry because your body realizes that you have energy. You're not hungry, you have amazing energy and you're losing weight because you're burning fat. I mean, that's the best part at all. That's what people can't believe, the energy part. Would you say that's true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like before I fasted um, ever, uh, I would – if I ever heard about the idea, I was like, they must be so tired. Yeah. I was like, they yeah. must like have no energy. Yeah. Like how do they, and now the funny thing is now when I eat, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's the biggest, you know, drawback people think that they're going to have. They think that they're going to fast and they're going to drag through the day and how are they going to stay awake? 
And it's the opposite. You it's have more energy. Yeah. You have so much energy. Um, you have, cause you're burning, you're running off that. Your body starts making these things called ketones, which are amazing, um, energy substrates. It also upregulates neurotransmitters, um, like adrenaline and hor- different hormones and stuff that are very like stimulating. Yeah. Um, so literally it's like energy craziness. You're not tired or lethargic. You don't have that afternoon slump that you used to have. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You know, because both of us right now, we're both in a fasted state, right? Yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> maybe next week we should do an experiment and eat a whole oh, bunch. Oh, gosh. Before, no, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> do an episode where we – the breakfast episode and we'll or eat we breakfast. Just, and then we'll be like, we're too tired. The episode's like, I over. I can't think. <laughs> Food brain, coma. brain fog. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that so that's the basic science, though. But so basically, there are a few ways that you can do it. Um, so I'll talk about the first one, which is um, a clock or an hours approach. So that's basically where you're going to stick to a, like a literal time window. So what you can do is you could do literally by the clock. Um, so like literally between certain times during the day. And the key is you want to go at least 12 hours. I mean, so once you go 12 hours without eating, that's when your body starts making the changes um, to like really start fasting. So you want to go at least 12 hours. And then every hour after that, that you continue fast is you're going to burn more and more fat. Um, A lot of people find that around 16 hours or so is where you really hit like a golden time of fat burning. So if you can make it like 16 hours, that's really great. Um, Of course, you can go longer than that. You can go shorter. Um, but basically the idea is to make sure you get that fasted state every day. So say that you choose, let's say you want to do, um, like 16, eight, uh, like you want to fast for 16 hours and you want to eat for eight hours. So for example, with that, you could eat for, you know, from like two to 10, which that would cover like lunch and dinner. You could eat from like four to, I mean, four, four to midnight. You could do a, <laughs> I mean, you could do a smaller window, uh, which Jen and I both do a, a slightly smaller window. So maybe you want to just eat for like four hours. So you might find that, um, you want to eat from like, you know, six to 10. Um, so basically you can, you can do, yeah. So you can do like a literal time on the clock and you can stick to that every day, or you can do more of a fluid hours approach. Like you're not really going to, you say that you start eating exactly at seven, but you're going to just commit to eating for about four hours. And then after that time is up, you stop eating. So that's more of like a laissez-faire approach right. as it were. Um, and I've seen both approaches be successful. It's just a matter of finding a rhythm that suits you. You know, some people have like a time. They're like, every day I open my window at two. And yeah. that's when they start eating and it's two every day. And other people, they say, no, I just, I want to have a five hour window every day, but I want my five hour window to be flexible to suit my life. And they might move it up or down to suit their, their schedule. So there's not just one method. You have to say, I'm going to do this and it's going to be the same every day. Maybe that is the best way for you, but that's, there's no like right way to do it. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's, it's it's good and bad. It's awesome. It's awesome because literally you can find what works for you. There's so many ways to do it. The only bad thing is I think some people get overwhelmed because they're like, well, I need to know what Exactly like, what to do. Tell me. So right. if that's the case, then just pick a plan, pick a pick a time window based on the clock and try it and stick right. to it and try it for a week and then adjust. I think both of us, we actually started um, more strict right. and intense and now we're more – because you become more intuitive, which is really nice the more you do it. Um, so like when I very first started, I committed to dinner only and 
I, that's what, I mean, that's what I do now. But I committed to dinner only at, I don't even know what time, but it was a time thing. I think it was like 10 or something. And then I made sure that I definitely went 24 hours. I, I was very, very strict. You wanted um, to have now, that good fasting window. Yeah. Of, right, right. Yeah. Um, but now I'm much more, now I just eat dinner whenever it happens and I eat until mm-hmm. I go to bed. Um, we can talk about that a little bit more in the one meal a day. Right. Um, but so another approach though, and um, Jen, if you like to talk about this, the uh, so the up, down, day approach. Yeah, that's a, a different approach that some people just love. They love that um, you could have some days where your quote, your dieting days or your fasting days, and then some days are your, quote, eat normally days. And I've tried all the different plans along the way, um, including including the up-down day approaches. Um, there are a lot of books out there on them. They, they tend to be described by numbers. Like if you think that a week has seven days, then, then the numbers start to make sense. One of the most popular plans is 5-2, for example. And in a 5-2 type plan, you have two days a week where you fast. And the definition of a fast on those two days officially is 500 calories. You eat 500 calories on those two days. And then the other five days you just eat normally. And that plan works very well for a lot of people. Um, I had a harder time on that plan with the two fasting days just eating 500 calories. You know, I, once I started eating, I wanted to eat. So I, I did full fasts because I also wanted to, to get the benefit of the fast. Um, there's a lot of benefits to fasting. I know we'll cover these in future episodes, such as autophagy, for example, um, you're, where your body cleans itself up, takes out the cellular trash. And if you're doing a full fast, you're really going to get those benefits. So on a 5-2 plan, I would do two full fast days and then the other five days eat normally. Well, that worked really well for me for maintenance. You know, a 47-year-old woman who used to weigh 210 pounds, you know I like to eat. So I could eat a lot on those five days of eating normally. <laughs> <laughs> so I would do 4-3. That I lose weight on 4-3. And in a 4-3 pattern... You have three days where you're fasting in a week and four days of eating normally. And you can arrange it however you like. I would, I, I don't want to fast, or w- when I was doing that, I didn't want to fast, you know, on a Saturday. So I would arrange my full fasts to be Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, for example. And then the other days I would just eat normally. And that would include breakfast if I wanted it, lunch, dinner. And, and that's the way a 4-3 pattern works. Some people really, really love it. Um, the other up-down pattern is just straight-up alternate day fasting where you just you do up-day, down-day, up-day, down-day. Now, if I were doing that approach, I don't think I would be able to do full fasts every other day. Um, I would probably stick to the 500 calories because you can really get to the point where you just wear yourself out with, with too much fasting with some of these, yeah. some of these approaches. So, But the, the thing about the up-day, down-day pattern is that they're very protective of metabolism. And, and they've been studied. Um, researchers have studied the, the every other day pattern and found that unlike a traditional calorie-restricted diet where you're lowering your calories every single day, when you have the up-day, down-day pattern, your, your metabolism doesn't adjust. And so you burn fat on the down days, and then you eat more on the, the up days, and that keeps your metabolism up. Yeah. So yeah I was going to say the alternate day approach um... – is definitely because I am always reading studies like 
all the time. Um, that's definitely the one most covered in the scientific literature. Yes. There's tons of studies on alternate day fasting. Um, but I do want to emphasize that the other patterns of intermittent fasting, they're not going to affect your metabolism negatively. Um, Correct. And we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll probably have an episode like just on that topic because there are so many myths about metabolism. It's just all so it's just yeah. wrong. It's just yeah. wrong. I can't yeah, even. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, I also can't do the, um, or I've never tried doing a complete or, or an alternate day fast where you don't eat because I can't sleep on an empty stomach. Well, like, that's, that's the reason I stopped. Um, I can't sleep. Like so, I can't. No. I just can't. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but people, people who do it, they love it. Some people can't sleep on a full stomach. Like they have to sleep on an empty stomach. So find what works for you. Okay. So we have one more. So we have one meal a day, which is sort of fits into the earlier ones. Um, but basically you can choose, you can look at it from a meal-based approach where instead of looking at it as like a time window or an hours window or an up, down, up day, down day, you just decide which meals you're going to eat. Basically one or two meals. So breakfast or breakfast and lunch or lunch or lunch and dinner or dinner. At least that's my personal opinion because we haven't talked about this, um, Jen. No. I um, I think of it as one meal a day you're eating, one meal. True. I guess there's one meal. I guess I, I, guess I, I, guess I just talked about like the meals approach. Um, right. But um, yeah, but we both do one meal a day. Yeah. But people really get caught up in that, you know, what does that mean? You know, in the one meal a day Facebook group, you said, well, what is one meal a day? <laughs> and and like, well, are you eating two meals <laughs> or one meal? And it's, and people tend to think that you have to like strictly time it. Like you're not doing it unless you can eat it all in 30 minutes or something. And, you know, that's not how I live my life. I don't want to you know, cram a, a meal into my mouth in 30 minutes just to watch the clock. How about you? No, 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 no. I, I, I eat one long meal. Right. Like it's long. <laughs> it's at night and yeah. So what, do, what do you, munching. like, when do you open your window? So I, so right now on the way I've been doing it for a long time, um, cause I work at night usually. So I get, I get, I, mine's like late. So I get back, um, I usually start eating around nine-ish, maybe ten, um, and I start by, like, munching. I'm a muncher. I usually have some wine, munch on, like, vegetables and stuff like that. <laughs> Cucumbers are my love. They pair really well with wine, in case you're wondering, because they're, like, hydrating. And yeah, you that's your wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I have my feast, which is usually, like, um, chicken or steak or fish. I've recently become obsessed with fish. Um, so we eat a ton of that and I might throw in like some vegetables. Um, and I do usually it's lots of munching on like fruit as well. I've become obsessed with pineapple and it's really, really bad because I just discovered it a few weeks ago and I'm eating literally like a whole pineapple every night and it's killing my mouth, but everything else is amazing. I was, I was waiting for you to get to the downside. I was like, where's the downside? The mouth. No, okay. it's amazing. Like my inflammation amazing for digestion but yeah. my mouth every night I'm like in pain I'm like uh, why did I do this but then I wake up and it's fine and then yeah. I do it again um but yeah so it's a lot so that I, I, go, I go to bed really late too and I'm like writing and all that stuff so I eat for, I'll eat for like like four hours straight or so well that that is not what I do yeah <laughs> see, that's the see everybody's different <laughs> everybody is different and you know you're not doing it wrong I'm not doing it wrong we're making it work for us 
I tend to think of it, you know, I told you I started with the five hour idea window, you know, I'm eating in a five hour window and I still kind of have that in the back of my mind. Although I don't think now my window is open. Now it's closed. Basically, once I start eating for the day, my window is open. I think you said the same thing. Yeah, Um, yeah, definitely. Like I'll usually open my window somewhere around five or six at night. You know, I'm, um, I work during the day and then I come home from work and ready to make a dinner for the family, but the family has a different schedule. So we may not be ready to eat dinner till six 30 one night. So I could have a snack when I get home at five, you know, something like some avocado or, or guacamole and chips. Um, and then I'll cook dinner and I'll eat while I'm cooking and then I'll have a, have a good meal. I usually have a glass of Prosecco every night with my, with my dinner. And then we, we do, we do, we do. <laughs> you can, and you can totally drink with intermittent fasting. Yes, you can. Yeah, and I, had, I had to stop drinking red wine because of my teeth. Is it because I'm uh, old? It makes my teeth all red. So, yeah. but yeah, the, I like the, the, the bubbles and the Prosecco, but you know, and then after dinner I might have, um, you know, something for dessert. So yeah, it, it might've taken four to five hours, but it was one meal. Yeah, I could have I could have crammed it into one hour if I tried really hard, but it wouldn't be a lifestyle if I did that, and I wouldn't enjoy it quite so much. Yeah, and yeah, like for days with me, um, days that I'm not working, I, sometimes it it looks more normal because I realize what I just described sounds kind of crazy. But like if I go eat dinner, like I'll eat dinner, you know, at normal time, so like my family or go to restaurants, and then if that's the case, then it's literally just eating like a normal dinner basically, and then but then I usually munch a lot on like my dessert, which is fruit yeah well I think it's great that you do it you have you you make it work with your life you know your life is that you are working and then you get off work and so you don't have people don't have to be afraid that oh well I I can't do it because of this reason well yeah you can you can make intermittent fasting work in whatever lifestyle you've got going on it's it's really amazing um, so yeah, so that's, that's, uh, the few, or the few, that's the different basic approaches that you can try. Uh, it's really just a matter of finding what works for you. And then I, I, I suggest trying something for like a week or so. And then if it's not working, just adjusting, trying, you know, f- just finding, you'll find, you, you will find what works for you. That's true. Um, definitely. So yeah, something, were you going to say something? I, d- I did want to say one thing. Um, a lot of people get into intermittent fasting like I did and, for weight loss. You know, we want to lose weight. And so I just want to say, if you start with a window approach, an eight hour window is where a lot of people want to start. Cause it sounds like the most flexible, but you can also eat a lot of food in a, in a long window. And if you're trying to adjust your window so that you can eat, get the maximum eating opportunities, you're less likely to have, have good results. So keep that in mind. And if you're not seeing results, you're going to need to shorten your window. A five-hour yeah. window is a really good starting point for a lot of people. I mean, if you're like a bodybuilder, 20-year-old guy, you're probably going to be fine with an eight-hour window. But if you're a middle-aged woman, no. <laughs> Especially if you're doing like a desk job or yeah, not yeah. really. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okie dokie. So now we will move into the listener question portion of the show because we have been getting some great listener questions. Um, so the first question we have, it comes from, I don't know how you say your name, more Moira, Moira, that Moira sounds right. I don't know. Moira. She's in, she's in my intermittent fasting Facebook group. So hi, hi Moira. (laughs) And if we're saying it wrong, I'm sorry. 
so the subject is time. Um, and here's the question. It says, do you both see yourselves doing this for the rest of your lives? And what are the weight and non-weight related benefits you see in that? Good luck with the podcast. Thanks, Maura. Thank you. So yeah. Well, uh, do you want to start? I will. Absolutely. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And that was that mind shift to, yes, this is my lifestyle was the most important thing that ever, ever happened. We all hear that, you know, you start a new plan. It's like, this is a lifestyle. That's how they sell, sell you on it. But this really is. It's like, this like literally is. Like, this literally. one is the one. It really yeah. is a lifestyle. And the way that I know that I will do it forever is how I feel when I don't. You know, I'm I'm not militant to the point that I'm not going to have, you know, Christmas morning with my family. So we go to my parents' house. We have a Christmas brunch. I'm having Christmas brunch, too. And as I said earlier, once I start eating, I'm eating. It's hard to tr- turn the window off unless you know, I go to bed. That's me, too. Yeah. So Like, once I start eating, I just want to keep eating. Me, too. So on days like that, when I start eating early, I mean, I need an afternoon nap. And I need a cup of coffee. And I, I'm dragging. So... I, I have learned that my body feels best when I do this. It's It just makes me feel so good. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm maintaining a low weight, and that's awfully nice. The weight benefits, the maintenance benefits are great, but it's more about how I feel. I never want to feel draggy during the day ever again. Yeah, my, my answer mirrors that um, because, I mean, I originally started intermittent fasting for weight loss, but now it, it just really is effortless weight maintenance. I don't, it's just so freeing. Yeah. Like I, I don't have to count calories. I, I can, I get to eat so much every night. I'm not hungry when I'm not eating. Um, and like, like you said, Jen, it really is just about your feel, how you feel. Right. Um, my energy is so much better. My mood is just like my mood, I think is one of the main things that really changed. You don't get the, the hangry feeling where like you have to eat you're like really you're angry unless you're eating um so yeah, it's definitely yeah definitely for life because it has just enhanced my life in just so many ways that I can't see myself ever going back to not doing it like you said like with the Christmas thing on the few occasions when I do um it's typically for like holidays or stuff like that I do do go back to a like a quote traditional way of eating I just feel not good after I mean this is totally I- anecdotal but I also think um, it keeps me healthier. Both Thanksgiving and Christmas, I indulged more, and I caught a cold both times. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Like, I had a, a Thanksgiving cold, and then I had a Christmas cold, and I never get sick. I haven't been to the doctor in ages. You know, that's not- true. That's one thing. That's a major thing with the fasting. It's really good for immune system. Because when your body's not burdened with um, – not burden but when your body's not like focused on digestion all of its energy is going towards basically your immune system and your your life and because digestion is very requires a ton of energy um so if you're eating and then going out and like into the world and everything but your body is spending all this energy focused on digestion then there's less that can go towards your immune system and warding off invaders it's true and then there they so. were my thanksgiving cold and my christmas cold so yeah. I'm, a, I'm a believer in that you know all spring i'm an elementary teacher and all spring everyone's been getting the flu and not me yeah it's amazing yep so you want to read the next question i will okay the next one is from frankie and the subject is staying at goal and the question is 
when you're at goal, how do we ensure that we keep our bodies guessing? I don't want to eat more than once a day. A longer window, question mark. So Frankie is basically asking, um, I, I guess she doesn't want to get in a rut and, and I don't, I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so I was thinking a lot about this. Um, and that my question is, I'm wondering why, um, she's wondering why she needs to keep it guessing because if, if she is maintaining her weight, if she's maintaining, if she's feeling good, I don't think she needs to worry about. Well, I think it, it might be. We we had a discussion in the in the Facebook group about adaptation and your body adapting to what you're doing, leading to a plateau. And so, if you are always exactly the same every single day, that might lead to a plateau. And so, we talk a lot about keeping your body guessing. For me, and I don't eat more to keep my body guessing. I eat more on days that I'm hungrier because my body sends me signals. Hey, today you need to eat more, but. I do think you don't want to have a consistent, you know, exactly the same intake every day, but you know, do you, my body doesn't want the same amount every day. How about you? That was literally what I was going to, literally was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say that, um, it happens naturally because you become intuitive, uh, with what you're eating and then you naturally start adjusting your intake. Um, so I, th- I do think on d- certain days I eat more and on certain days I eat less. Like with intermittent fasting, you're not calorie counting, so I don't know like exactly what that is. But I do find that I, cra- I crave different foods on right. different days. And I think that keeps your body guessing. Exactly. Um, so like as far as like ma- – I don't think you need to like restrict or ca- or regulate macronutrients and such, but I think it does naturally fluctuate. So like on some days, you know, I'll eat more protein. Some days I'll eat more fat. Some days I'll eat more carbs. So I think that in and of itself – keeps your body guessing. I agree with that um, completely. So, yeah. Like two days ago, I ate for five straight hours and could not get enough to eat. And I was not eating junk. I started with an avocado. I had soup with vegetables in it. I had a salad. Then I had more, I had like a steak. I mean, I ate and ate and ate and I couldn't <laughs> get enough to eat. And then the very next day, I had a, a little dinner and I was done in 30 minutes. Yeah. I, and, I, I actually do that a lot. Yeah. Like I feel like I, I feel like I kind of naturally have like, I eat a lot one day and then the next day I eat like less and then I'll eat more the next day. And then, but yeah. I don't do it on purpose. I'm not counting. I'm not exactly. try, trying to do it. And I think a lot, this question shows a lot of people are having a hard time making that shift from us controlling our, our bodies and the diet mindset of how many calories do I need? You know, how much carbs is too many carbs, that, that sort of thing versus listen how you feel yeah but yeah because it does become intuitive yeah but it it is it's just so hard to get out of that mindset though it's funny because we feel like we need to control Mm -hmm. something that i mean we're not in control of it and that's why dieting is so hard for most people anyway and that's why calorie counting is hard and everything because we were trying to control something that is not meant for us to like be mentally controlling right um and when you lose all of the addictions and the cravings and everything, you can finally become in tune and then you don't have to worry about, um, about, you know, keeping your body guessing or whatever. You just naturally will find the pattern that works. Yeah. And eventually, she also, you know, talked about, does she need a longer window? I think people worry that they're just going to keep losing weight forever and I don't know, disappear. You won't. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually your body will, will reach a point where it's, it's happy and what you're eating is appropriate for your size and the hunger cues match and, and you're happy. And that's, that's, 
that's where I am right now. And it's fabulous. Yeah, I agree. So I think, I think we would say just stick to your intermittent fasting. And if you're hungry, eat more. And if you're not, don't worry about it. And just, um, yeah, do it. It'll work for you. Exactly. So, yes. So that is our second episode. Um, it's been absolutely wonderful talking to all of you. And if you have your own questions, we would love to hear them. So there's two ways that you can submit them. You can either email questions at ifpodcast.com or you can visit our website, ifpodcast.com. Also on that website, you can learn more about me and Jen. You can learn more about intermittent fasting. You can submit your questions and you can also sign up for email updates and we will keep you up to date on the latest episodes and everything related to that. And then lastly, we would absolutely love, 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 love if you could write a review on iTunes. It helps so much. Um, So yeah, any, any thoughts or feedbacks, a review would be so much appreciated. Yes, please go to iTunes, leave us a review and submit those questions. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. So thank you so much for listening. It's been absolutely wonderful. And we will see you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember, the opinions we discussed on this show do not constitute medical advice. We're not doctors. Check out ifpodcast.com for more information on us. Theme music was composed by Leland Cox. See you next week.